Hello and welcome to the Spry Space Podcast. I'm Lacey and I've got Adrian here with me and I'm so happy we actually get to be together. How are you? I am great. I'm hanging out, petting a dog right now. Yeah, we've got Pretty Ella awesome. here too, who is mm-hmm. a wonderful uh, golden retriever. She's going to be mm-hmm. popping around. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we just need to give dog cuddles while we're having conversations like this because it makes everything better. It really does. It's, <laughs> it's all that's keeping us together right <laughs> is, now. Is golden retrievers <laughs> everywhere. Uh, dogs, yes. <laughs> so uh, Adrian and I, today we want to just kind of have a little bit of a social media event sesh, okay? It's needed every once in a while and that every once in a while uh, has come and it's now mm-hmm. um so we've got a couple of things to talk about and go over maybe some others will come up as we go um so i'm gonna get right into it you ready yeah yeah go okay. for it let's go so the first thing we wanted to start talking about is um language i like to think of it as like the living language on social media right now uh adrian what brought this up in the first place why, why are we bringing this up now what triggered this yeah well uh I think what triggered this conversation was was that actually people are very sensitive right now on top of everything else is happening. People have just been sensitive for, I mean, a long time, but but every anytime something big happens, I kind of notice that people are quicker to be nasty on the internet or mm-hmm. nasty to, to us. So when there's something right now, we're, we're um, uh, March 16th, we're um, the... Uh, world news is a little concerning and so i've just noticed that in general people are nastier uh and then specifically today we got an email from a client that somebody had pointed out that uh the recent email campaign that we sent out had a a grammar typo and and they weren't very nice about it Mm -hmm. at all and it really just you know tailspin into just a negative place. Yeah, the best thing about it to me was there was the many paragraphs of content and it was one there that was the wrong kind of there. Mm-hmm. And this person wrote out paragraphs of response saying, on this spot in this email, there was this error. And what does that say about your professionalism? And and went through all that trouble to send an email yep. to make sure that we knew that there was a misuse of there versus there. Yes, and... Uh... It, it just really got, well, first of all, it was not great uh, to getting that email, having your professionalism called into question. Um, but, uh, but then you started thinking about it. I was thinking about being a social media manager and the amount of times that I've had to just let go of, of the super proper standard English, uh, English translation, English grammar, English uh, spelling just and how social media right now you go on there the funniest accounts I'm a part of have terrible spelling mm-hmm. <laughs> the, their structure is not a standard you know an English teacher would have a heart attack however I find them to, to be the funniest accounts the most entertaining places I go on the internet are places of grammar chaos and so I'm just like that's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting. There's this big work pressure around professionalism, and it can come out in all sorts of industries. And in our industry specifically, there's so much content writing that goes on that it would be very easy to fall into the trap of trying to be as professional as possible. But the truth is that professionalism actually comes from a place that that is um, 
really based in kind of this white European, white supremacy standard, that this one standard is the highest, the best, the most professional. But in reality, the the actual audiences that we serve when we're on social media are so niche and the culture and communities within those audiences have their own set of standards. And so it's actually against best, thank you, Ella. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's actually against best practice I would say to hold a professional standard when you're trying to connect with specific audiences and specific communities that have their own culture. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I was just, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, during the pandemic and and now, and now that people are going quote unquote back to work, um, there's so many jokes out right now where people are kind of tongue in cheek. Um, I saw this one, business that was like wear your pandemic outfit and everybody came to work with like a tie blazer on top and then they're like boxer briefs or like their pajama <laughs> bottoms the yes. bottom and everyone was just it was kind of like a funny joke because honestly I mean being professional all the time is kind of uncomfortable <laughs> it's also like not human no um you know there's there's this element of becoming a cog in a wheel mm-hmm. that Uh, is synonymous with professionalism. But the truth is, as people have had to be remote for a long time in many industries, we've been able to settle into our own humanity in a bit, uh, quite a bit more than we were before. Yeah. And so asking people to put a mask back on and pretend like they don't know that it's possible for them to be productive without those standards Mm -hmm. is silly, in my opinion. Yeah, the the truth is out, the... uh... That people, you don't have to wear a blazer to do good work. That's right. It's it's so right. Uh, But, you know, and like you said, Lacey, obviously in certain, obviously we need to have proper grammar. We need to have good spelling. We need to have um, clear writing. And I'm I'm not trying to say that free for all, all the time now. Just uh, know your audience. But also typos are not the end of the world. And I... Um, when you work in a place, especially with um, communication, social media, etc., cetera, um, what I find is that our mistakes, our small mistakes, are the, are the one thing everyone notices. Mm-hmm. Nobody externally will notice the error from accounting, you know, or the little bit of embezzlement here and there. I'm not saying that, 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 that it's analogous, but, you know, there could be really shady things behind the background that nobody sees, but everybody notices the one time you use the wrong there. Okay. <laughs> so so that actually does bring up this really important point that we talked about when we were prepping for this too, is that sometimes typos can even be used as a tool. Yes. Okay. So when people have this, um, this filter to kind of hone in on mistakes, first of all, they're really missing the point of content. Like, can you be big enough to look past quote unquote mistakes to see the spirit of a message? I think that is what we all should be striving for. Absolutely. Um, So going back to some content that came out um, during campaigns, sometimes I think there were typos that were put into content to actually increase engagement rates, okay? We know that there are people who will call out mistakes and what do they do when they call out that mistake? Oh, they share that piece of content and say how dumb this person is because they put out content that had mistakes in it, but that boosts their al- their content in the algorithm. Exactly. Oh, 
Exactly. Uh, typos, I'm convinced that there's been several times recently where I've seen this happen. And if it happens once, then maybe it was a it was an honest mistake. A mistake. Yeah, but... I mean, comms teams are so large and there's so many ways that you can you can catch typos. And, you know, I've done it before where there's a, a mistake gets out. Then you put in um, an extra layer of a review. Um, there's certain steps you can do to make sure that doesn't happen again. And so every once in a blue moon, that happens. But once a week... If it happens over and over again, it's a strategy. It's a strategy. And, and I think... Well, it's annoying because I used to be a, a well, I I'm a recovering type A perfectionist from a, a personality from high school. I had like I had to have a 4.0 and I had to have everything perfect. Yes. And I I realized that actually being not seeing the the main spirit of, of in which things are intended and created is really uh, well, it's exhausting first of all, and mm-hmm. second of all, you give power to other people. You have power to other people to basically kind of uh, troll you or yeah. get your goat, really. Mm-hmm. You're giving them... So so if it doesn't bother you, then it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And they have to go figure out other ways to irritate you. Mm-hmm. Like asking to borrow a piece of paper. You got to get over that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next thing that I want to talk about that I think is probably the most important right now is... As social media managers, we are being exposed to all cultural fractures. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is not big content themes right now that are uniting people. There is huge divisiveness happening. And we, as we are, I like the way you put it, how we are exposed to all these little corners of the internet. We're exposed to all these little niches here and there. Um, what we're seeing is these fractures and it's very hard to have our work environment be this place that has so much cultural fracture on display right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, uh, well, then add on to that extra layer of, uh, we're privileged. We're privileged that we don't have to uh, be experiencing um, famine or war or uh, we're not experiencing um Injustice, where where we're white women, we don't have to worry about uh, being murdered in a gas station because uh, we someone thought we had a counterfeit twenty. So there's just a, many layers of, of where you are uh, exhausted from seeing all the fighting and all the ter- terrifying things on the internet. Um, but then you have an extra layer of guilt where you're just like, what do I have to be worried about? Why am I sad? Why, you know, I have nothing to be sad about. So, but then that, it's kind of like this um, chicken in the egg. You're mm-hmm. sad, but then you're sadder because you're sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, why am I sad? I shouldn't be sad, but then you get even sadder. It's <laughs> almost debilitating, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. being insulated from a lot of the danger and a lot of the reality of the cultural fractures, but exposed to it. You're Mm -hmm. exposed to the content, but you're insulated from the actual danger. And so there is this almost debilitating thing that can happen to us as social media managers when we're witnessing everything, Mm -hmm. um, but we're not actually in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. How are you dealing with that mentally? Well, actually, I've been recently talking to a lot of people about it. I, I wasn't really saying anything. I was just kind of keeping it to myself. But I actually opened up a conversation on Sprite Space in our Facebook group. I just saying, how is everybody doing? And I 
it was interesting. There's a lot of responses. And I was like, oh, we're not all okay. Mm -hmm. Everyone is feeling some measure of this. And I was talking to a friend of mine. I was saying that, you know, I have, I have like 35 social media accounts that I'm connected to. That's like 35 little windows into different places on the internet that might have a slightly different uh, that's a different bubble. Mm -hmm. You get different types of news. Um, it's different than just going onto your own personal um, place. Yes, much where, different. And so it, you kind of, you get uh, a, you get, you know, um, a, this fracture or, or, you know, we have the pandemic or we have uh, the war or we have um, anything big seen in a refraction, you know, mm -hmm. a, a all these different places and then and then you start to wonder like what is real you, you have, have yes. this like fake news thing mm -hmm. where we're talking about how who do we trust how you know find the evidence and 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 all that starts to become extremely exhausting because you just are seeing it from so many different places and um i think one thing that i that does help is actually seeing people in real life mm -hmm. and remembering that generally people are really awesome Mm -hmm. It's true. It's, I think that's why after now that we're all kind of um, obviously want to be careful with vulnerable populations with the pandemic and with being sick. I totally don't want to you know, minimize that. But I, I'm so excited to see people. I remember that there is there are good people. Yes. Just like turning off from what's on your screen for mm -hmm. a while and living in our real world. Yep is a bit of a cure yeah for that at least for that debilitating right which we couldn't feeling. have that cure during the pandemic when we were all isolated mm -hmm. and i think that now that we're kind of coming out of that i'm i'm remembering I'm like oh yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah this is um yeah so it's it's i don't know i don't know, i don't know the answer lacy but i think that just talking about it and recognizing it and and then doing something good for someone else irl mm -hmm is all I can think of. <laughs> yeah, and the biggest thing, we've talked about it before, but I think that most of us can do to kind of help these fractures, because nobody wants there to be cultural fractures in mm -hmm. all issues. So the I think the best thing we can do as individuals even is just to make sure that we're checking all the sources of our content. It's way too easy for people to be taken advantage of on social media yep. by people with bad intentions yep. to move ideas along. They know how to game the algorithm. So it's our jobs as individuals to be mindful and, and knowledgeable about how the algorithms work in a way that allows us to make sure that we're not inadvertently passing on information that is inaccurate and increases the depth of those fractures. Exactly. Okay, then the last thing that I think I wanna go over with you is, um, let's go through something that's a little bit softer. Um, just the rate of platform evolution right now as mm -hmm. a social media manager. Um, it seems like every week there's a new feature coming out on a platform. Yes. And for me anyway, it's, it's so frustrating because we'll develop a strategy for a client and or for our own brands mm -hmm. and we'll run it for um, a month, maybe six weeks. But then all of a sudden there's a feature change that alters the way that we have to do it. And so to me anyway, it feels like we are constantly on unsteady footing mm -hmm. um, where we can't make these big long-term plans about how to create content. And it's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I actually, for some reason, I was just thinking like, um, 
I can never be a doctor. I am not about that blood. I'm not about working on bodily fluids. Mm -hmm. I am so glad we have them. Um, However, bodily fluids. Yeah. Or doctors. Doctors. <laughs> no, I'm glad that I don't have to be a doctor. I'm glad we have bodily fluids. I'm, and I'm glad we'd have those, too, because they're really, like, essential to, yeah. like, life, uh-huh. you know? Um, but what I'm trying to say is, like, the human body, like, is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't grow new features every week. No. <laughs> like, there's things that they still don't understand about us, for mm-hmm. sure, and it's not exactly, like, being a social media manager, but what I'm trying to say is, like, like there's certain, like, studies where you just study that one thing, and it's a constant, and you study it, yes. and you learn about it, and you're just, like, constantly, like, focused on it. For us, we're just, like, riding a little unicycle, being like, what's... What's Mark Zuckerberg going to, like, throw out today? Yes. What kind of hill is he going to build us? Oh, he has, like, some marbles he's going to throw out. We're going to have to, like, navigate around those. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, 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 um, it's why we're all a little kooky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially, it's, it's our job, really, as social media managers is we're, like, in a competition for people's attention. Yes, we are. And, like, people's mm-hmm. attention spans are also evolving at a high rate. Oh, yes. Um, my sister is a fifth grade teacher, and I was just talking to my parents. So my parents are in their late 60s, 70s, and they were talking about um, my mom was saying she loves public broadcasting, by the way. But she was saying she was just like, I think it all started with Sesame Street because Sesame Street created these little bite-sized pieces for kids mm. to watch because it grabbed their attention, they taught a little lesson, and then they moved on. Um, but that means that, like, you know, from the... And it's probably before Sesame Street, there was something else that was coming along. But she said that, and I was like, that is so interesting to notice that. But then, I mean, that was on TV, but then it morphed into the internet. Um, but still, like, from Sesame Street, it goes, um, which was what, maybe like 10 minutes, a 10 mm-hmm. minute, five minute segment. Now we're down to TikTok, which is like Under 10, 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Yes, mm-hmm. 10 seconds. So you have to like catch people's attention 10 seconds. And, and if you're teach not... in that amount of time yes. or entertain in that amount of time. Yes. And there's a great art to it. And it's amazing when there's really amazing um, educators that can teach in that amount of time. But there's also uh, something to be said for, it's, it's that concept of the, like the 1,000 hours or the 10,000 hour yes. mm-hmm. concept where you master something. Yes. And um, I mean, my analogy for that is is um, snowboarding. I've snowboarded for 25 years of my life and I've had countless wrecks where I have to get back up and do it again and do it when I don't want to. Yes. And you just do it and I I, you can't just do it for five seconds and then be like, I learned all I need to learn. Yes. I'm done now. Mm-hmm. It is like so long. And so it's kind of like, how do we, what do we do with um, kids and education of the future where we, how do we, how do we educate in six seconds, but then lead into like a deeper reading a whole book? Mm-hmm. Like my sister, a fifth grade teacher, she's like, I, I, I have to bribe my students to read a whole book, a whole chapter book. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It's like kind of sad. It makes me kind of sad. Mm-hmm. But anyway, 
I don't have the answers. I've increased my meditation from like five seconds to like five minutes lately. That's Is impressive. That helpful. That's amazing. Uh huh. That can give me a, at least internally a sense of a little bit more stability since I have such little control of my outside environment. <laughs> I think meditation. I think you're onto something. Isn't meditation? Aren't they doing it in schools now? I don't have kids. I don't know what they do in school. I don't. I don't think my <laughs> kids are, but I know there are programs they that they do. that they are. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, and you think about we we're, we're not allowed to be bored anymore, or we're not not allowed. I mean, you can be bored, but mm-hmm. people don't like to be bored. I don't think we like to be bored. I think we like to be entertained. I constantly. think we're addicted to dopamine. Mm-hmm. So it's not even so much of a preference anymore. Mm-hmm. It's what we're programmed for. Mm-hmm. And so we have to actually take that programming back if we want to harness our attention intentionally. Dang, do we need to like have addiction <laughs> experts like yes. employed yes. every single like in our HR departments and yes. our schools? Mm-hmm. <sighs> It'd be nice if the platforms, you know, like managed themselves to try to not be uh, <laughs> addictive in a way that was negative to the human population. But I'm not sure we're going to get that. Oh, no, no, no. That's not going to happen. Not when it's publicly traded. Nope. Not, not when there's shareholders <laughs> making tons of money off of um, people arguing about there, there, there. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, let's call that good for today. Um, Ella just put my chair down a few notches. I think she wanted me a little closer to her. Ella's like, I have something to say. It's been nice to have an emotional support dog this whole time. Uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for hanging out with us for a little while. I hope that this was, I don't know, was it entertaining to you? If we could get it down to seven seconds to make it a hook for you, we would, mm-hmm. but yeah, we can't. She's putting me down yeah. again. <laughs> We're done. I feel like she should say bye. Yeah. Ella, can you say bye? If you're a social media manager, we want to know how you're doing. How are you doing? Let us know. You can commiserate. We would love that. We'll have a joint vent sesh all together soon. Uh, We hope you have a good rest of your day, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs)